0: Be part of the conversation. Join the eHealth Forum in Athens, October 25th and 26th. The only event connecting stakeholders from the West and North of Europe with the Balkans and the Mediterranean. For more information, visit our website at eHealthForum.org. Join us in Athens this October.
1: You're listening to Tech Talk Central.
0: Hello, once again, this is Vicky Kolovo for Tech Talk Central. And I'm here with a lady and gentleman from the Republic of Ireland. Get that correct. And they've created an amazing ecosystem when it comes to e-health. And they're actually, I heard they're celebrating the one year very soon. So I was fascinated. I got to hear Richard Cordbridge do a presentation short one but that by the way that was the most amazing slide I've ever seen so packed with information so I'll start with a gentleman Richard Corbridge. thank you for being with us he's chief information officer for the health service executive
1: good afternoon how are you
0: I'm okay hot in here and Yvonne Goff she's chief clinical information officer I know this is a lot of titles so she's CCIO and Richard is CIO as they told me
2: welcome thanks very much thanks for
0: having us okay so let's start with you Richard what was that on the slide about
1: so the slide that was up on the screen today we had a, a five minute effectively speed dating of the ecosystems across Ireland and the slide we put up was very much a a list of achievements over the last 18 months. So Ireland's had an e-health agenda and a knowledge and information plan in place for around 18 months now. And over the 18 months period we've created the Chief Clinical Information Officer role and Yvonne will be able to talk a bit more about that. We've put in place e-referrals across the whole of Ireland, so all 52 hospitals across Ireland can now receive an electronic referral from the general practice. Which means a patient sees their referral has landed in hospital before they leave the general practice. We've put in place an electronic health record business case. We've created infrastructure that now allows us to connect our systems together, and we've put in place an individual health identifier. So every patient in Ireland, every person in Ireland, in fact, can now be uniquely identified from a healthcare point of view.
0: So he talked, Yvonne, He talked about an agenda. We usually hear about strategies on a country level. Um, so. Is this on a state level or is it from bottom up? How's who implemented the whole um, this this thing?
2: Well, part of our strategy there um, it was a co- collaboration. Um, many stakeholders, patients, clinicians, technologists came together and decided. Well, how do we make this better? How do we together make this better? And one of the things that was to ensure the thing that the system is clinically led and is technology enabled, and so that's where the CCIO. Um, came about we started in a room of eight people and now there's over like 170 members um it's, it's really gaining momentum and it is from the bottom up because um there's ccaos from each of the hospitals from each of disciplines that come together to talk about what do they need to solve their clinical problem and how c- technology can support that
0: so how is state reacting to this how are they participating the ministry of health i, I guess you have a ministry of health
2: Yeah, he is extremely uh, supportive of this um, initiative because we're gaining a lot of lessons from other countries to see, you know why has technology failed or why hasn't it been implemented to the way that we want it and why hasn't the value been added there and a lot of the um, the reasons that you know are there in research is that it needs to be clinically led it needs to be a bottom-up approach it needs to buy in from the very beginning to reduce resistance to make sure the system is usable so um, our minister identifies that and is very supportive of that initiative
0: So Richard, what would you say the adoption is by the, the clinician's themselves are they onto this or is it they're, they're fighting it because we, we usually hear when it comes to technology i have a tablet but that's not enough
1: yeah i think i've worked in the nhs in technology and health there and the nhs struggled for a long period of time to get clinical engagement the biggest single difference i've seen in ireland over the last 18 months is clinicians coming forward and saying we need technology technology helps deliver integrated care One of the things we've been really strong to make clear, though, is that technology is an enabler and a catalyst. Technology is not the reason to do this. Integrated care, improving efficiency, making care safer is the reason to do this. And we're working with clinicians to help us understand what are the right solutions and what are the right projects to actually tackle in a prioritized order, which is a really different way to go about this than perhaps the US, Australia, and different organizations and countries have done that in the past, which has been a really good experience.
0: So let's go to the patient. Can you talk about, um, I don't know who's going to answer this question, specific services that actually impact their lives? If
1: I go first and then over to Yvonne. So one of the things that is live now is the individual health identifier. That means that every patient can be uniquely identified. Um, That does mean that it impacts on making sure the patient's not asked multiple times as they go through the system, how old are you, who are you, the the, the system is able to identify the patient and take that information about the patient on a journey through the system. One of the other things we've put in the electronic health record business case is very much to put the the patient at the center, taking lessons from other EU states, we're gonna make sure that the patient can see their electronic health record and we think uniquely see who has viewed their electronic health record. So they're able to manage the privacy and report on privacy issues themselves and put that ownership at the centre of where they go, which is really different.
2: And part of the development of the National EHR Programme, we have three lighthouse projects and all three of those have aspects of patient engagement and patient empowerment. So we'd have uh, patient portals and patient applications to allow them to be input into, you know, how they felt on the day, um, had they taken their medication, so that when they go to the clinician they're able to, to offer up all this information that they've been gathering between visits. Um, so it's really important to us that the patient's at the centre and that the systems work for them uh, and also the clinicians. So there's, there's clinician needs and there's patient needs and the system needs to work for both parties. So is
0: this a system you're implementing now or has
2: it been implemented? It's been implemented now at the moment. It's um, three programs that are clinically led. There's patient's involvement uh, in the development of these programs and it's going to feed into the overall national EHR and have lessons learned from these programs.
0: Richard, does that include also data that somebody might be keeping with some um, Internet of Things device in their house or Fitbit or Jawbone they're
1: using? It doesn't on day one. The three lighthouse projects are looking at epilepsy, haemophilia, and bipolar disorder. In haemophilia in particular, a patient can barcode scan their treatment into the fridge so it can be recalled, so it can be refreshed as they use it. So we're considering how to automate and use IoT to to do more in that space. The sort of quantified self, the Apple Watch Fitbit type solutions are something that we'd like to look at how a patient in the future can start to add information to their health record what is quite unique around mental health in particular is that they feel simply by putting a, an iPad in the waiting room and allowing a patient to fill in the survey in the waiting room before they go in to see them will save huge amounts of clinical time but also will start to, to put again the information in the patient's hands rather than the pieces of paper with the writing on there
0: so does the whole program involve also including things like telehealth or, or working with patients from a distance from their home and not getting them outside into the hospital, which actually has a cost. Um, Will there be provision to treat them or deal with the issue at their
2: home? Absolutely, we're looking at programs like that, like telemedicine and telehealth and how we we put them initiatives in place. There is aspects of it at the moment, so we're just trying to expand on that and and use that, but they're not within these three specific lighthouse projects, but they're definitely on our, our strategy going forward.
0: Richard, why are you happy that in one year you've, you've accomplished a lot? We saw that you have, but why is it different? How did you do it? Let's, let's put it, say it like that.
1: Crikey, how did we do it? I think we've brought a different structure to how we're delivering technology. We've brought a different culture. There's an enthusiasm to move forward in an agile manner that we haven't been able to do before in other countries. I think we've done that through... We have a real openness, transparency sort of agenda, using social media, using as much into the public domain as possible to increase the enthusiasm and to build a workforce, effectively, of volunteers, which is, has been a big part of where we've what we've done.
2: Yvonne? I think to Richard's credit, I think he's been quite modest there. I think Richard came and started selling the vision and telling the story and enthused people that way and we are very limited in resources but he enthused and motivated people to give a bit more and um, because they could see the end result.
0: So do you think, Richard, the crisis played a role, you know, the, all the economic crisis that the countries like Ireland or Greece or Portugal are going through?
1: The crisis absolutely played a, played a role in that our starting point is so far further behind. You know, we have systems in Ireland that are 30 years old. We invest 0.3% of our health budget in technology. Other jurisdictions are doing 3% of their health budget. So we are a long way behind. We have a workforce of 109,000 people and only 288 of those work in IT. So the crisis absolutely played a part in our starting point. Now, that's the scary starting point, but it also gives us somewhat a white piece of paper to build from we're not yeah we're not tearing things away from clinicians that love these things we're working with clinicians because they are still working on notepads and pens to deliver integrated healthcare which is let's face it very very difficult to do.
2: Yvonne do you think the crisis played a role? Absolutely Um, but again we were very stuck in resources both financial and people resources so we had to look at cleverer ways uh, of doing that and then for instance the council a lot of the council members are all voluntary they give up their time but they understand that by giving that there's output in it so there's going to be real change and there is real change we looked at e-referrals like it went live nationally all in all hospitals now as, as of two weeks ago Richard yeah um, things like that wouldn't be done without people just giving a bit more but unfortunately um, we, we have to work like that until we get a bit more resources. Okay
0: so my last question is where do you see uh, both of you where do you see um, this um, going in two years how do you paint me a picture of how it's going to be in two years
2: Yvonne. Oh God, that's a difficult one. Okay, so I'm going to paint the vision, and the vision is that we'd have uh, gone through procurement for our EHR. We'd beginning building and implementing our EHR. We'd be live e-prescribing in the community. Um, you know, we'd have built our clinical engagement. We'd have um, full-time clinical, paid clinicians in each of the hospitals and each of the communities to be part of this uh, to be part of this program going forward. I don't think it'll ever be fixed, I don't think it'll ever end. Technology is always involve, evolving and um, it's just a really exciting program to be involved in really.
1: Richard? A senior member of the Department of Health uh, last year asked me when we would finish this eHealth Island project, to which we replied it never will finish now. Once you start investing in technology, it's a continuous investment picture. You know, we've got, We have a five-year knowledge and information plan and that sets out both long-term achievements and short-term year-on-year deliverables. And that's been really important to me personally, is that every year we bring something like e-referrals and we deliver it in one year. So things that we've been set over the next 12 months of challenges around, there are still 45,000 people in the health system in Ireland who don't have a digital identity. We have been tasked with giving every one of those people a digital identity. There are 10,000 people in primary care with no tools that are technology tools to deliver care. We've been tasked with delivering that. So just achieving those would be pretty cool.
0: I wish you'd do. You'd be a good example for countries like Greece and other countries. So that was Richard Coldbridge and Yvonne Goff. Right. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you for
1: having us. Yes, thank you very much, Vicky. Cheers.
0: So, thank you for being with me. So, this was Vicky Goluboff for Tech Talk Central from E-Health Week. Bye, guys.
1: You're listening to Tech Talk Central.
0: Be part of the conversation. Join the eHealth Forum in Athens October 25th and 26th, the only event connecting stakeholders from the West and North of Europe with the Balkans and the Mediterranean. For more information, visit our website at eHealthForum.org. Join us in Athens this October.